0: Hi and welcome to episode 111 of the LDS Study Session with me, your host Matthew Roberts. We're going to uh, begin our study of the Come Follow Me uh, manual this week. This is uh, found in September 16th to September 22nd, 2 Corinthians uh, chapters 8 to 13. God loveth a cheerful giver. We're going to look at the section today that begins this uh, individual study, uh, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verses 1 to 15 and chapter 9 verses 5 to 15. I can cheerfully share what I have to bless the poor and needy. And I do really think that this is going to take a good couple of sessions because not only do we have two sections of Scripture to look at, to be fair, they're not the longest sections we've ever had to look at in one kind of principle or thought. However, the things that are taught in there, like pretty much every verse, there's something new about what is taught regarding, uh, you know, being a a giver and, you know, having charity to give to others. And um, there's also a talk which is linked to this in the manual to study as well. So this may take two, perhaps even three days, but it is well worth looking at because this is really, you know, an important part of this epistle. I was listening to The Interpreter uh, podcast and uh, they were talking about how really, you know, welfare states and the whole idea of people providing to the state so then the state can then give some benefits uh, to those that are struggling at that time uh, really began in the roots here um, of of these teachings and that's why they're, they're linked to those particular countries which I was, had never really considered before but obviously but it does make sense so when we look here uh, we start in Second Corinthians chapter 8 verses 2 to 3 um, Paul is kind of straight off from the bat talking about how there are people uh, that, you know, in great trials gave of abundance and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. And then he says in verse 3, 4, to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. So he's saying that these, the people he's referring to... Uh, particularly he's talking about the church in Macedonia uh, kind of were generous, were charitable were giving even in trials and then because of their poverty as a result they were blessed beyond measure uh, because they were willing to give and so he's trying to teach the saints in Corinth the same message that they need to be more willing to give uh, in verses 7 to uh, 9, he says, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and in utterance and knowledge and in diligence and all—and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich." Um, and, you know, it's really a, an evidence for us that um, the Saviour himself kind of descended below all. He gave up everything that he had so that we could then be lifted up and receive everything he has. Uh, and that, I guess, is the template for us uh, when we are looking at how we support and bless others' lives. Um, and then we move forward a bit to verse 12. And it says, for if there be at first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. Uh, So again, you know, in in all this talk about needing to be a charitable giver, and uh, and we'll come on to kind of the cheerful giver phrase which is mentioned in the title. uh, But the law does expect us to have a, a willing mind, that we are not doing this grudgingly, but we are happy to give to others to see the blessings that they can receive. Not so that we can receive the blessings, but so that we can help them uh, receive those blessings. This message was was echoed before even Christ came. Uh, In Exodus chapter 25, verse 2, it says this, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly. With his heart ye shall take my offering. Uh, We hear, so this is obviously referring to the Lord Moses and about the offerings that they gave. Now, what's different between the Lord Moses and what the Savior has instituted is that they were giving offerings to God himself. And so they were required to give that willingly. But now, with Christ fulfilling that law, he asks us to live a higher law. We're not necessarily giving to the Lord directly, although, you know, when we think about other teachings of the Savior, we know that when we give to others or do things to others, it's like we're doing it to the Lord himself. But if we're looking at it from the perspective we are giving straight to other people rather than to the Lord, then we still need to have that willing mind to receive those great blessings. And I think that, you know, in some ways it's more challenging to give to others because there may be judgments or doubts in our minds as to why they shouldn't need that thing. You know, maybe they've made a mistake with their finances or maybe they, it, you know, they, they spend on other things which we don't think is, are as important. But of course, it's not for us to judge that, and we and we may also be wrong in that sense in terms of what things are more important to kind of focus our finances on. Uh, so, it's uh, it's an important principle that that is necessary to receive those great blessings. There's a talk uh, in October nineteen ninety nine called "For This Cause Came I Into work, To The World," where Elder Alexander B. Morrison said this. Quotes, Among the long lines of contributors, speaking of um, the parable of the, of the, uh, the woman's mite, uh, was a poor widow who cast into the treasure chest all that she had, two small bronze coins known as mites. Taken together, they amounted to less than a half a cent in American money. Nothing the disparity between what she gave and the much greater contributions of some others, oh, noting sorry the disparity between what she gave and the much greater contributions of some others, Jesus proclaimed, Of a truth, this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. Though the rich had given from their abundance, she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. Jesus knew it was not the amount we give that matters. In the arithmetic of heaven, value is determined not by quantity, but by quality. It is the intent of the willing heart and mind that is acceptable to God. A wonderful kind of uh, example there about how what we say or what we, what we give needs to be willing. It needs to um, have that kind of meaning behind it. We're not giving it because we've been asked to and it's out of duty, although that is, that is good and it is right. And I don't think that the Lord here in this parable... Um, what's the word? He doesn't bring down the, the other people that gave because they gave much more but with less sincerity because, you know, it is still a good thing that they're doing. But what he does do is he lifts up the woman's contribution and says hers is the greater one, because whilst it's less, her sincerity is is more abundant. And I guess that can apply to us today. Obviously, you know, we, aren't, we don't all go up to a box to put our fast offerings in. We don't. Um, so we can't really have people going forward saying, oh, well, I guess, you know, if, you know in an extreme circumstance, you could see someone walk forward to a member of the bishopric and... Brandish out their envelope and hand it to them. I guess that would be the equivalent of what goes on in this parable. But of course, in in today's day and age, many people pay their tithing or of past offerings electronically. So I guess then that takes away the uh, supposedly the grandeur or the um, false pretense of you know giving things giving things to the, to others. But in in another sense as well, I think sometimes uh, we do have the difference between duty and love so i think there are some people perhaps that may pay you know a great amount of fast offering but they do it because they've been told to and they're not really willing to perhaps and so they do it whereas there are others that may give you know to to fast offering and do it even though they don't have that much themselves but you know they still have the faith that that, that, that that support will go to someone that really needs it and that's when those great blessings come I'm going to stop it there uh, for now, but there are plenty more verses to pick up tomorrow and a whole talk to discuss, so uh, I'm look- looking forward to that. i have really enjoying this topic. Uh, I hope that, you will, uh, yeah, that you've enjoyed it, and if there's anything that you wish to share, that you do so at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter, or indeed email me at uh, ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.